just in. What the time is now? I'm about to take you on a journey. I introduce the one, the only. I got a special treat for you. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Face Center Flashbacks. This is your host, Jason Norfleet. Here we will bring you the preached word from members, guests, and friends of the ministry from years past. Today's speaker is Elder Michael Forbes. This word came forth on June 11, 2006, titled, Lord, What Would You Have Me To Do? Let's listen in. Scriptures in your hearing, and I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, Mark. Mark 10, 46. Before I do all that, don't do this. I want you to write it down. You got a pencil because... I want you to take it home and I want you to study it out because what I'm going to say to you is going to draw you into something and you need to work it out. Woo! My, 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 my. I'm just going to start here. And they came to Jericho and he went out Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, and sat at the highway at the highway side begging. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. But it, it, it didn't just read it like I said it. He began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And, and then I want you to, you know, just jump down. I'm going to jump down. Then I want you to do it in your own time. And for, verse 49. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise. He calleth you. See, he calleth you. See, you start calling Jesus, then he going to call you. So when you call, when he start turns that thing from you calling him to him calling you, then you want some. You want some. Some of y'all don't know. I'm going someplace tonight. Ah, my, my, my. Now, just another scripture. Another man. But the thing is, blind Bartimaeus was blind for all intents and purposes from birth. But in Acts 9, there's another story about somebody that was blind, but he was made blind. Acts 6. Verse 4, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice, but before the back to 3, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Now here's the key scripture. Now this is for every elder, minister, deacon, deaconess, lay person, anybody in here. And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to get the Trembling, six. And he trembling, astonished, said, 
Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Now, I, I just want you to hold on to that A portion. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? You can have your seats. Now back to Mark 10 and 36. A lot of us, I ain't got time. A lot of us are in here today and we don't realize what we're doing. We're in a place where we've been called out. Well, you say, I'm not a minister, I'm not an elder, I'm not a, no, 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 no. You wouldn't be here if Jesus didn't call you, if he wasn't calling on your heart, if he wasn't pulling on your heart, if he wasn't doing something to you, for you, through you, in you, you wouldn't be here. Now, I'm going to say some things tonight. There's no kids in here. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to come from a Paul side. I'm going to come from this side. See, because some people been in the church all their life and, and, and they think they ain't sinners but the, the, the scripture said all have sinned. Now, I was a drug dealer, drug addict, whatever you want to call me, pimp, prostitute, whore, whorist, this, that, that. I've been in all of that. So I had, I'm like Paul, you know, wait a minute. One day I, I got up and bang, I walk into this light but I knew nothing about the light. But like a lot of others, I didn't ask this question that Paul had asked, what Lord, what will thou have me to do? Because I'm waiting for man to tell me what to do. I'm looking at somebody else to say, okay, you look like you could be a deacon, or you look like you should be this now, or you should be here now. But did I stop and say on my knees, Lord, what will thou have me to do? See, we're asking the wrong question to the wrong person. I'm not the person with the answers. Blind Bartimaeus was on the side of the road. All the disciples there, none of them could heal, but he heard Jesus come. He heard the one that could heal him was coming. He just heard it. Now, let me turn on back up. I said, he calleth you. He calleth Bar blind Bartimaeus. He turned that because blind Bartimaeus was calling him and then he turned it and started calling him. Everybody be quiet. Bring him here. But in that time, how many of us, Jesus is saying, stop crying, come to me. But we can't hear him because we already heard somebody else say, well, this is what Jesus, we already heard some pew pastors say this. We already heard somebody else saying this. We already heard somebody else, but he's calling you. Jesus is calling you. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've been stuck in. I don't care where you think you've been stuck in. Jesus is calling you. He knew your, he knew your father was a drunk. He knew your mother was a whore. He knew your daddy was this. He knew all of that about you. He knew everything that was going on in your life before you were born. He knew who your great-grandmother was. He knew what kind of, whatever kind of dust you were doing, whatever kind of evil you were doing, whatever kind of bar, whatever kind of scene you were in, whatever kind of sin. You were in, he knew it before you got here. And he said, I'm still calling you. 
I got something in you that I'm trying to call out. It's no mystery to me. It's no mystery to Jesus that, that you're here. It's no mystery to Jesus that you're here. You're going to be blessed. There's no mystery to Jesus that you're here. There's no mystery. I come from the streets and the alleys. It's our time. And why do I say that? Because at the end of the Great Supper, he said, go to the hedges and the highways and get those. Who's the hedges and the highways? The last ones in. Drug addicts, pimps, prostitutes, junkies, those that were on the down low, low down, anything you want to say it. I'm just that real. I mean, you get with me. That's, that's it. And see, but that's where we were. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about, we don't want to talk about I was a prostitute because somebody sitting next to you might say something. But the reason they're saying something because they're trying to deal with their own undealt with issues and they're trying to throw off on you so that you don't find out what they was really all about. Amen. See, that's what we got. We got a bunch of hypocrites sitting next to each other and we can't get delivered because we worried about what they say. But he was calling Jesus, thou son of David. He didn't call nobody sitting in the pew with him. He didn't call none of the disciples, even though he was blind. And they said, shut up. And how many people telling you, it don't take all that, girl. You don't need to be spending your time in no church with all that. What you getting out of that? And then the devil talking to you. <clears throat> you ain't saved. Well, you know, let me tell you something. When I first got saved, when I went home, I, I, I was a drug dealer on Bishop Street. I came out of rehab and I moved back on Bishop Street. And the brother, I'm walking the street, the brother said, man, we can get, we can get crazy with this, Mike. I got some... I said, get crazy by yourself. No, he didn't say crazy. He said, stupid. I said, get stupid by yourself. I got in my house, in my apartment, and the, and the enemy said to me, you ain't saved. I said, you know what? I almost went to shout. You know why? I said, you ain't never came and told me that before. <laughs> Where you coming at? You know, hey, talk back to him. You ain't never came in here with that before, so I, I must be stomping on your head. Thank you. You just gave me some enlightenment. See, so you, you, you know, you doing things. You in your word, you studying, and, and keep on studying. And when you get a word and God shows you something in your spirit, go to God. Forget everybody else don't come in here to me. Oh, what do you think God is saying? What do you think? Forget that. Come right here to this altar. Father, what are you saying to me? I need clarity on what you're saying because I know it's you talking to me. I was in prayer and I heard you. Now, if this is enemy, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. But Father, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to, I need you to talk to me, Jesus. I don't need nobody else. I need Jesus to talk to me. You the one I need to hear from. And he will because he's calling you. I don't care what your situation, Dawn. You need to come out of that. You don't prayed enough, fasted enough. Been on your face enough. Tell the enemy, get behind me. I'm going for God with 100%. He told me I'm this. That's what I am. That ends it. That's for everybody in here. If God told you something, he called you. He knew what you were before he called you. He knew what position you was in. He knew how much money you had. He knew all of that. And if you're worried about finances, it's not my message tonight, but go to Psalms one. 
12, 1, 2, and 3. Read that on your own. And see, if you're a child of God, but now if you ain't a child of God, don't read it. Because it don't pertain to you. And see now, Paul, here come Paul, he like a lot of us that admit that we were strung up. I loved getting high. Oh, I hated getting high. It was the way. No, 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 that, that's a lie. <clears throat> you don't take your check and go spend it on something that you don't like. And then take everything you got in your drawer and everything else and keep on doing it. Oh, I just don't like it, but I'm going to spend some money. Stop lying. <laughs> and the drug dealer is the only one, you know, he ain't giving no pop. I walk down the street, spend $700 with a drug dealer, go back for my own hit after he didn't have a free one for me. Can't help you, brother. I'm just letting you know, Jesus is the only one. And he's calling. Paul, Paul went through his thing. He come in. He, he came up. He opened his eye. He didn't open his eye. He knew who he was against. And a lot of us come into this light, and we don't know which way to go. And just because we grown in this finite body, we know something. Well, you don't have to tell me the light side, but I can see. You can't see nothing. You don't see where you're going at. And you ask it, and then you listen to how do I put this? You listening to pew pastors. Not Bishop and First Lady, because the only pastors here, the only pastors here is Bishop and then First Lady, which is assistant pastor. After that, there is no other pastors at Faith Center Church. Now, you got a whole lot of people that got to give you some kind of word or whatever word that they got from some word or somewhere in a bathroom caucus and all that other stuff. You need to leave all that alone. It be sounding good and jacking you up. Messing your mind all up. Girl, I've been there. Brother, let me think. Please, save it. Because some stuff you just don't need to let go into you. You don't need to be nobody else's garbage can. They trying to dump off on you some kind of stuff that they heard. They just read a scripture and got their interpretation. Go home and ask God, was that you? Don't be afraid. Don't get all religious. I, I just don't receive that. No, no, never mind. You don't have to go there. Go on, sister, brother. Thank you. I just heard the word from the bishop. I'm going to go home and chew on that. That's enough for me to chew on right now. And if it wasn't ordained by leadership up here, See you. Because you got a mission in life. God didn't call you here to listen to a whole lot of people. He got something for you to do that nobody else in this room is knowing about. 
that God is not schizophrenic or off his mind. He know what he's doing. We don't want God to tap into him to find out what he's saying to us. And I slowed down. But that's, that's, that's it. I'm trying to get you to see something. We're at a very vital, 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 double vital time. It's, I, I say this all the time, Jesus is not coming soon. Jesus is on the way. You, you could, I used to, I read Revelation all the time. When I first got saved, that's all I read. We used to come to church, they have arguments. I, I knew Revelation. You, you could say whatever you want to say. You come up here with, open that book now. You better be correct. Because that's all I read. And Revelations is not about Corsivo, it's not about Russia, not about all of that. It's about the revelation of Jesus Christ. The government shall be on his shoulder. So what's going to happen when the government comes on his shoulder? There's got to be something cleaned up, moved out the way, and all this. Somebody talking to me last night, they worried about Oprah and all the stuff that she's putting on TV. Well, see, y'all watch Oprah, I don't watch her. But, like I told this person, it was a few years back, Farrakhan was on TV saying he was the Christ. But where is he today? <laughs> All these people that come up with, they, they the Christ and they this and they that, it don't take long for you show the real you. So it's best that you listen to the word and follow your word. Because the only thing going to be left standing is the word. Nothing else is going to be left standing. All the rest is going to be gone. And he has a divine assignment for everybody here. I don't know you, sister. You in the right place at the right time. Because life isn't just going anywhere. You're going someplace. We're on the way to the greatest day that we ever met. We're going to see Jesus. Now, just in case everybody thinks that, you know, everybody's going to go to heaven. You're going to get there, and you're going to be judged. Then some going to stay, some got to go. See, so it, it don't pay. It don't pay. You, you, you see a lot of things in church. But don't be blind to the fact that you have an assignment. You have somewhere to go. God is using you. He's cleansing you. You couldn't clean yourself. I couldn't. He said, come, come, come dirty. Come anywhere you just come in. I'll take care of everything else. We spend so much time trying to get ready for God. And he's saying, I ain't asked you to get yourself ready. Amos was in the field, plowing. And God came and took him. He didn't ask him about his lineage. He didn't ask him who his mother was, his father was, none of that. Prophet, let's go. But 
Are you telling me he can't use you? You telling me he, he can't use me? We're in a peculiar time. We're in the right time, the right season for everything that had to be done. I was looking for you to come in. Because you got to get going. Forget fear. You ain't got no fear. There is no fear in God. Don't worry about what I was doing. Forget him. I know that's easy. That's easy for me to say. I know you say that's easy for you to say, Elder Forbes. Yeah, but I had a rough time getting here tonight. You know, I'm walking out of work at 6 o'clock, and then next thing you know, I can't go nowhere. 5 o'clock. Shut down. I said, oh, no, I'm supposed to be someplace. But God worked on me, and home took a shower, and I'm here. I made it to the assignment. But the thing is, there's a call on my life, and I have to answer to it. We all got some place to go. But I'm telling you, don't get entangled with people. Paul, Paul had, before he preached the word, Paul went into the desert and learned from Christ. And if you follow Paul, he says, I believe in anything. I was taught of no man. That means he spent time in the face of Jesus. It goes back to Jesus is the one calling you. And you called on Jesus. When you, when you were out there and when you needed help and when you needed to get out, whose name did you call him? And they'll find a way to take it from her and make it, make it look like she owed it to him. Bill Gates was a multi-millionaire. And then he started making more money than them they put a law in contract to take his money. And she don't got the money Bill Gates got. I'll let you know what time it is. They're going to start stealing from each other. You're going to watch them start ratting each other out like big league. Just like when Clinton went down, how many of them ran for the covers before he, he confessed what he was doing? A whole lot of them, man, they, they was out of office, out of sight, out of mind. And look at the black church. Watch these, these priests, all these priests without this homosexual stuff. I told the black church, you better be careful. You better be careful. Because it ain't going to be about a time before somebody starts talking about all these closed casket funerals you had. You think it ain't? It, it, it's universal. But we, we, we ain't calling Jesus. See, because that's why we calling our man. And then you owe man something because he figured he owned you because you called him and he did you a favor. I don't want no favor for man. God, man can't give me favor. I already done did enough what man can do. He can't do nothing for me. I got a man that signed my paycheck. I don't have to see him. I believe it's a machine that stamps his signature on it. <laughs> but Jesus stamped his approval on me. 
I'm only living by Jesus' mercy and grace. There is no other reason why I'm living. If you were to ask me why I'm living, I can only tell you it ain't nothing but the mercy and grace of Jesus. I was blind as Bartimaeus. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And then I'm going to come in here and let somebody sitting in the bench tell me what life is all about and they ain't been half of where I've been. And I'm not talking about people in the church. I'm talking about people just talking to you. People on your job. I work on a job. They don't know half of what I know. But I can't go in there talking because they don't know. Like I said, Mike, I would have just told him. I said, that don't gave me nothing to do that. I've been there, done that. I would have lost my job. Because I would have put my, you know, but it ain't like that. What, you gonna, what am I going to gain? I had to learn the hard way. I had to learn the hard way. Why am I going to spend time for beating you down, then you're going to still be here talking, and I'm on lockdown. But at the time, it seemed rational. I'll just bust them and take some time. But, and nothing for God. See, we, we did some things. See, I did some things in life. I got no time to talk about y'all. I did some things in life that I regret doing. But it's only today... It's mercy and grace that I'm, I'm alive. It's only his mercy and grace that I don't snap off of somebody at any time. You know, it, it's, only, it's only that. And, and it's just like, I was telling you, every time the church opens, I'm here. Not because I'm slated to be here. People do stuff today that I can't do. I went to every concert, I was talking about that, I went to every concert there was to go to. Now we got church folk going to concert that told me I was a sinner for going. I'm saying, wait a minute. <laughs> What's that mean? Let's go here. Uh, I know what that's all about. I ain't going. No, I'm just all right for you to go. Go ahead. They ain't got nothing to do with me. But I done been there, done that. My son hung out and gambled. I said, I said, you a fool. 21 years old, now he's 22. I said, you're 21. I lost more money than you are age. You want to know what gambling is about? This is what it's about. <laughs> they bring you in, give you a... They, they'll pay you to go to the casino. They'll pay you to come to Atlanta City. Come on down. Come on down. We'll pay your bus ride down. You lose 500, and then you're sitting there, and you got to wait for the bus to go home. The longest ride home you ever had. And you know what? The enemy will trick you into doing it again. Next time, I'm going to win. I, I'm going to get them. They got me last time. I'm going to get them. Yeah. And, and after 10, 15 times, you might wisen up. Might. I ain't knocking it. Do what you got to do. But that ain't the way of life. I, I I'm telling you, we, we could walk down the road. You know, I don't have no shame. I see brothers out here play the ladies. I said, you're a fool, boy. Ladies playing brother. Your life is more precious than that. You don't need no hard-headed brother telling you something. If he can't put a ring on your finger, look. I got to raise hands up. But look, brother, you can take a ride. 
You don't need that. Some facts, action, you know, he talking all smooth. What tape you been listening to? You've been putting words together. Oh, okay, that ain't your dialect, that's somebody else's. Okay. And no, I used to do it, Teddy. Sit home, listen to Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Isaac Hayes, Delphonics, all that. Man, throw a game together and you got something smooth. Hey, baby, you the best thing ever. Been there, done that. And, you know, at the end of it, I'm strung out on crack cocaine, $500 a day habit. I lose my wife, my two kids, my cars, everything I got, my dignity, my health. 56 pounds on the way, hung out in the rehab. And everybody that was partying with me didn't want nothing to do with me. People that was getting high with me, they feel me say, I don't want you near Michael. Well, wait a minute, this brother is selling it to me. Life on the street. The only winner on the street is the street. Anybody walking on the street ain't no winner. I'm here to tell you tonight about Jesus. He is the only one in this room tonight that could deliver any of us and has delivered any of us out of anything we've been in. He is the only one calling our name. Dawn, Jesus is calling your name. He said, every time you go into crying, every time you go to praying, I'm not picking on you, Dawn, I'm saying, every time something happens with you, Jesus is saying, Dawn, I already set you up for win. Victory is your name. For this light affliction that lasted but for a moment, My sister going through hell, but God holding her up. I'm talking about a sister in this room. We, we don't know what people are going through, and we don't need to know. Because if we knew what somebody else was going through next to us, we backslide. Because we think we got we think some of us think we God's first cousin. <laughs> Well, God knows. Yeah, he knows. See, and, and, and that's, that's just it. That's just it. We can no longer afford to sit back. You can't afford to sit back. Because the enemy says, she won't last. But girl, you already got it. She won't last. Don't let nobody tell you nothing but Jesus Christ. You keep seeking him. You keep following. You keep getting there. You keep getting there. You keep getting there. You keep getting to the altar. You keep calling his name. You call his name till you don't hear nothing else but Jesus. And then when you say, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Lord, what will thou have me to do. Because when he sets you on the path of what he wants you to do, there's no stopping you. He already knows where every mark is. And as long as you stay in contact with him, he'll tell you where every ditch is. No, go here. No, go here. Because you're getting ready to learn his voice. You're getting ready to know the voice. I'm under the old sack. I'm under the ace. Oh, 
I just I wanted to preach but I just wanted to talk I, I just wanted to you see that sister there that's my first cousin that's my first cousin but this sister right here know me for a long long time and she said I'll tell my stories about me when I was in Zambia I was a different person then but they all know only a few people know where you came from Niggas say, wait a minute. Sometimes I'll be with Minister Bush. He said, ain't nobody but God. And some people say the same thing about you. Ain't nobody but God. Some people don't want nothing to do with you, sister. It ain't you. They see God on you. They say, wait a minute. We can't, we can't tamper with that no more. We can't tamper with it. You know what? And don't let them. When they leave, don't feel bad and don't call them up. <laughs> Going away someplace. Me and Maestro, he's, he's my first cousin's cousin. I talked to him about things that happened to me and that happened to him. Because we all been someplace in life, but we don't want to help each other get out of the hell that they're in. Because we won't tell them where we've been if we ever came in and told our real testimony, but I'm just saying, how many people would get free if you would tell your real testimony? God had to deliver me out of this because somebody sitting next to you in the same place that you came out of or somebody you know sitting in there. I know my, my mother Jenkins. I talk about mother Jenkins all the time because mother Jenkins did some stuff in my life that I know there's a guy. It wasn't her but I know there's a God. And she put the fear of God in me a long time before I got saved. But one time I was talking, I said, Mother Tickets, Ma, 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 if you know that girl pregnant, how come you ain't talking to her? If you already know what she's doing, how come you don't say something to her? I used to talk to her like that, Molly. I was always concerned, what do you, why don't you go tell this sister what she's doing? Sometimes they don't want to listen. I'm like, what are you talking about? They don't want to listen. <laughs> Believe me, I told my daughter, I mean, she did what she did, but it wasn't because she didn't know. <laughs> she down there in college, called me up crying. I come out and said, don't, don't, don't start that crying. Forget that stuff. You did this. Let's get, let's get past this crying stuff, and I ain't come out here for that. Now she ain't going to college. Married with two kids. God bless her. But she was in college. Had to have honey. Should have left honey. Never mind. 
I'm talking. The lady that was preaching Sunday said some serious thing. Sunday afternoon. Don't don't get intimate. If you think it's a joke, once you get intimate with this smooth character, Charday says smooth operator. Then after that second, you got problems, and he do too. But why sell yourself so short? You're a beautiful female. I don't care what you say to yourself when you look in the mirror. I don't care who told you whatever they told you. God said you were his flower. And if God said you was his flower, what has man got to say? And, 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 and if you're worried about your past, your mother and father wasn't needed. They were just convenient. I never seen my father a day in my life. And you never heard me say I was from a dysfunctional family. I don't know a functional family in America or anywhere on earth. They say you came from a dysfunctional family. What's a functional family? I, been, I done did a lot of things. I mean, I used to do, go in these rich people's houses, cleaning carpets, doing this and everything. And, and they ain't got no furniture all out on the first floor. Bedrooms, you know, and, and you see big house, everything. Husband don't talk to the wife, wife don't talk to the husband, they drive Mercedes, you go in your third door, girl, I go in my first door, walk in this side of the house, they walk in this side of the house, and they're living in a million dollar mansion with no money, so the people look, it's a status statement. Well, I live here. Well, you a fool. <laughs> Depends on how you look at it. See, now some of y'all say right away, I like to have that million dollar mansion, but if you can't afford it, what you gonna have it for? So somebody gonna take it from you? And because Bishop been saying it for weeks and weeks, think bigger, think bigger, think bigger. And this me, you know, I just took it. And I went looking at a bigger house. I seen this house falling. I said, Lord, help me, Jesus. But the bishop did say, think bigger. Apostle said, think bigger. Mike, think bigger. I said, oh man, sell my house for this mount B D D D. Put it on this one. Yeah, I said, no. And I brought my wife up there, Ryan. She said, there's some nice houses. Slow down. I go, ooh. Ooh, Teddy, you. I said, ooh, we, we, we moving in the right direction. He said, this Meredith? I said, this Meredith? Oh, you don't even know. I said, okay. <laughs> See, God will do things like that for you. I tell all y'all here, I'm going to be a millionaire. That's what I'm going to be. I sold drugs. I was making more money at Stop and Shop and had money and had pounds and pounds of marijuana in the cellar. I spent, I'm not worried about money. I spend money like crazy. I'm, I'm stupid when it came to spending money. That's why I got a beautiful wife that handles the money. I get mad with her sometimes, but I give her the money. <laughs> I'm telling her myself. You ain't no way about somebody else telling her me. I'll tell her myself. Marlene, my mother told my wife, Michael just messed up money. I said, Mom, why do you want to say that? I'm your son. <laughs> That's why I told her. <laughs> and then I started giving my mother, my wife all the money. My wife, my mother called me up and said, now you'll get your house. <laughs> Next thing we had a house. I said, okay. <laughs> okay, humble yourself and shut up. 
and, and I'm not saying nothing. But me and my wife both love Jesus. We're both in the ministry. Our house is ministry geared. I'm just up to, to tell you, if I'm making it, if I'm making it, there ain't no reason you can't make it. And I see potential in people that, you know, it don't scare me. I'm just that real. You know, I, I got to be real because that's where I came from, real. I'm scared of fake. I'm scared of getting up and saying, ooh, this is this and this and this. I don't know nothing about this and this and this. Some things I don't need to be bothered. I don't need to be bothered with. And Mike will get in trouble because I'm still striving to get where I got to get. I'm still learning how to, like my wife told me, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. Because you know, sometimes people... People try to jump in my face, sister. And I told a person, it's not what you say to me that's going to hurt. But you're not going to believe what's going to come out of my mouth. And I'm not going to cuss and swear at you. But I'm going to say something right down the line that you said, but I'm going to make it real, real. I, can't just, I just can't believe you said that. Well, I don't believe you said what you said either. You're just an elder, and I couldn't believe it. Wait a minute, brother. There's ways that you got to handle stuff. And today, there's a lot of things I can't say or won't say. I won't say. Because I, I, I'm talking to, uh, as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to people. You are responsible for everything you do. You can't blame nobody for nothing that's going on in your life but you. You made a conscious decision to do whatever you did that got you where you are. And your conscious decision to getting out, there's only one way out. And I told you his name all night. His name is Jesus. Bartimaeus was blind. But he kept calling. Until Jesus called him. Now some of you have called Jesus and, and, until he called you. Now you got to listen to him. You got to do like Paul said. After he found out that it was Jesus, he said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Don't wait for a ministry to tell you what to do. And you're in a great ministry here. I, I, I'm not picking anybody. I like her. She comes to church. She got her Bible. She's studying. She's doing this. And that's what you do. Come in. Get your word. Get in your praise and worship. Get into everything you got to get in in this service. And take them scriptures home with you and re-in re it, re-in it, re-in it. This is where he came from. Lord, what were you saying to me? I missed this part. What were you saying to me? Buy the tape. Let it, let it keep on. Let it keep on getting it. And it's like a filter. It will clean everything up out of you that's not right in you. And don't be scared when stuff starts coming up and you start seeing this. Lord, thank you for cleaning me. Because when people start seeing the dark side of themselves, then they act like, oh, that ain't me, Lord. Huh? Satan, the Lord rebuke you. No, that ain't Satan, that's you. That's just what you was. But we don't want to admit to that now because, you know, who was it? Pastor Tony Wilcox. He said, if you can't admit that you got a dark side, you won't like my message. A lot of us think, come in, you know, with this, 
calculate like if we've been saved all our life, we got a halo. The only one that had a halo was Jesus. And ain't none of us in here at him. And if you are, I'm sorry. I don't believe it. But he that worship him must worship him in the spirit and in truth. Come on, let's go out. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week.